1: Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Summer is officially here, the kids are out of school, and there are multiple dangers that can collide. Even in South Florida, you know, so many people learn to swim when they're toddlers, but with the number of pools and creeks and lakes and more, drowning is a constant concern. We also have kids looking for a way to occupy themselves over the summer, so the potential for drownings increases. We have guidance today to prevent accidents that can become tragedies and also offer some great ideas for the kids to occupy themselves. And for your benefit as well, it is my pleasure to welcome Cheryl Woods, President and CEO of the YMCA of South Florida. Good morning, Cheryl.
0: Good morning, Ellen, and thank you for having me.
1: I'm so thrilled because the YMCA offers so much, and some of the biggest exciting news right now is you have a new location that's been three years in the making. Can you tell us a little bit about the L.A. Lee Mizell Community Center?
0: Yes. I mean, I I could probably spend the next two hours (laughs) of radio time talking about that, but... You know, we, through a partnership with the city of Fort Lauderdale, we have built a 65,000 square foot building on Sistrunk Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. And if you know much about Sistrunk Boulevard, a very historical black community, Mm -hmm. um, the good news is, is we've been about two blocks from there, we've been serving that community. We had a YMCA for over 80 years. And so we've got a pretty good footprint in that community, but... It was time that we made a statement and we moved two blocks north, built a 65,000-square-foot building that is the only one in the country. There's not another why like this. And why I say that is that we spent a lot of time with the community. We asked them what they wanted. Based on what they wanted, we were able to pull together some collaborations with partners. And so we've got retail on the ground floor, of which we will have a Holy Cross clinic there, Wow! Uh, Holy Cross Hospital, which is very special for this community because it was access to health, access to proper care for health. And so we're very excited to be partnering with Holy Cross. We're going to have a pharmacy right next to that which we're very, very excited about. And so, again, it goes back to access, trying to, for a community, sometimes like this, it's just, hey, where do I go? Where do I get my prescription? How do I take my prescription? Why am I taking my prescription? And so to be able to bring these kinds of things to the community is pretty special. Yeah. you know, we have your traditional why with probably one of the best looking basketball courts, indoor basketball courts you could ever see, um, puts all of the NBA basketball courts to shame, I will say. Um, and that's just a plug for the why. Okay. Um, I'm like, Dwayne Wade's wh- going, what? I know. I know. So Dwayne, if you're listening, I'm sorry, we, we have the best court and I dare you to stop by.
1: Amen. I um, love it.
0: Yeah. But more importantly, we got a beautiful wellness center so that, again, one of the things that's important in this community is how do we bring health and wellness to the community so that they have a sustainable life, right? A quality of life. We have a preschool run by Delmar Arts Academy. So if education is important in a community like this, how do we start at the early childhood development level? So we have a preschool that will have a capacity of about 80 children. And then the Y does all the after-school programs, summer camp, teens, college tours. On the top floor, we have 10,000 square feet with Broward College occupying to provide education, uh, postgraduate, GED programs, and certification programs so that we can bring not only education but jobs to the community. And then one of my most favorite things is we have a black box theater that will seat about 200 people that we've brought to the community that, again, we're pretty excited to bring arts education, performing arts, music, spoken word, poetry, comedy night, just to activate the street and bring excitement. But honestly, Ellen, the number one priority that we built was, as you mentioned in your intro, we built a um, swimming pool because this is a community that is very, very, very desperate to be sure that we can ensure their safety, make sure that there's swim lessons, water safety instruction, and all of that for this community. So
1: I'm just, you know, my jaw is hanging down because of everything you've (laughs) described. It's like you've got your own little planet that's completely self-sufficient for the community. It's fantastic. The amenities are amazing. And when you think about that many amenities in so many places, you'd be paying, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And right now you have a special membership benefit that's in effect through June 30th. And it's not so much to join. Anyway, but tell us about that special that you have going on now.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for teeing that up. You know, summer's a busy time. We've got this uh, membership offer going on all across the YMCAs of South Florida. So no matter where you are, Miami, Broward, Pembroke Pines, Weston, you name it, this is all available. But it's $15 down. And then your monthly payment and that, you know, for the why membership is our economic engine. We're a nonprofit organization. We want to drive membership. There's no contracts like some of the other fitness centers. We're all about families. So we want to encourage the families to join. We become that one stop shop for families because, you know, parents can go one direction, kids can go another, and you meet up in a couple of hours and boom, you get to walk out together as a family in a pretty wholesome environment. So we want to encourage people to join the why.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, just thinking about with kids out of school and not every child has the benefit of going to a regular day camp or a sleepaway camp or, you know, special creative arts camp. So sometimes kids are left being latchkey kids. Mom and dad have to work and the kids can end up just hanging around. And sometimes kids together can create trouble and sometimes they can get into, as we talked about with the swimming. You know, every summer there's an increase in drownings. Sometimes the parents are nearby and they look away for a minute and the child disappears. So with your emphasis on teaching children to swim at the Y and ensuring safety, I wanted to pick your brain for some tips on drowning prevention for children, especially in underserved communities. And I don't want to call Cis Drunk an underserved community anymore nope, because nope. you are super serving. Well, it's, it's what we call promise communities. But yes, first
0: of all, even if you don't pick the why, and you know I'm pretty biased, I think everybody should be long to our organization because of all the great things that we do. And you can be a child, you can be a senior, active older adult, if you want sports and summer camp. And we've probably got 4,500, 5,000 kids in summer camp as we speak for this week. And so we are that location for families. And all of our campers have to go through our water safety drown prevention program. So that's a huge priority for us. But, you know, because we live in South Florida, I I don't know if the listeners really know or understand this, but Broward County, Miami-Dade lead the nation in the number of kids who drown.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. And that's not a statistic we want to be proud of. And so a lot of that is because we've got so many backyard swimming pools, we've got canals, reservoirs, oceans, um, wetlands, you name it. And so it's real important if we live in South Florida that our kids know how to swim. And at a minimum, they need to know what to do around water. And so we have a very, very, very comprehensive program for that the best gift you can give your child is to make sure that they know how to swim and that you get them into formal swim lessons. And parents, I know you know how to swim and you think you can put your kids in the backyard pool and teach them how to swim. But we even created a program called So You Think Your Child Can Swim? I love that. Yep. Because we really believe that just because you can play around in your backyard pool doesn't necessarily mean you swim. So, if you stop by any of our whys and say, Hey, I want to test my child's skill level, we are capable of putting your child through a few of our tests so that we can show parents what they really are capable of in case they ever get into trouble. But, you know, for the listeners, a couple of things that are important. Number one, barriers around swimming pools, whether they're fences, whatever, alarms on your doors, we take those things for granted. But, So many of our drownings are occurring in backyard pools simply because parents think that the kids are in the house and they get out of the house and the alarms don't go off or there's not fences around the area. And within seconds, that child falls into the pool and it hits all economic levels of our community.
1: Absolutely.
0: And so, you know, that's really, really important. Um, I think you've got to have supervision. You know, we should never, we know this as adults, you should never even swim alone as an adult, but especially with children. I mean, we've got to assign someone to watch the pool at all times if there's kids out there. So we've got a water watcher tag. We hang it on the person that's responsible. So if there's a party going on in the backyard and adults and kids are out there, somebody still needs to be assigned as the water watcher. And so we promote that very heavily. And then third and last but not least is swim lessons. You got to get swim lessons. Everyone needs to know how
1: to swim. And it's not just swimming, because, yes, there's swimming in a pool where it may seem relatively safe, somewhat controlled conditions, Mm -hmm. but with the ocean, the lakes, the creeks, you know, there are conditions that can occur in the ocean that don't happen in a pool. There can be an undertow. They need to know how to swim sideways to the beach, You know, the upside is, first of all, there's safety. And there's also it's a great way to exercise for adults without hurting your joints. And I believe it's a
0: lifetime skill. Exactly.
1: And it gives children something to do. And just knowing that safety factor that if your children are out playing, that they have the understanding of what to do if something should happen and really teaching the parents. When you talk about that watcher tag, the water watcher tag, you know, I've heard many times the concept of having a designated watcher, but having an actual tag that you hand to someone, that makes a big difference. That really says you are assigned And when someone's holding that tag, they're going to be much more careful about paying attention and on duty than if they're not holding it. And, oh, I got distracted. I went, I just got a quick drink or ran to the bathroom for a moment or someone, you know, took my head away. So that's a brilliant idea.
0: Well, I think we've got to be much more intentional. Right. And making safety a priority. And, you know, we've got kids, kids are out riding bicycles in the neighborhoods, there's reservoirs, there's water retention ponds, there's all those things. And it's not just, you know, the why doesn't, we teach all the lessons and all that, but we also teach the water safety side of it, of what to do if, if your little buddy, neighbor rides his bike into the pond or the reservoir and, you know, what do you do to be able to save your little buddy? What are some of the do's and don'ts of rescuing another? And when I say that, I'm talking just reaching out into the water without being pulled into the water. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's lots of things. If you're out in a, a rowboat or a canoe or something like that and the boat flips over, How do you get out from under that boat and ensure your own safety? So, you know, water is a beautiful thing, but it can be a very, very dangerous thing. And we just want to make sure that parents don't take this for granted. Okay, right. We lead the nation in the number of kids who drown here in South Florida. That's unacceptable. And so it's just important parents
1: pay attention to this and then we make sure that the kids get the instruction they need. So this is available at all of the Y's in South Florida? Yes. And
0: we have, if we don't have a pool in one of those Y's, which I'm pretty sure we got a pool in most of our Y's, then we still go through an education program with the kids and the parents. I mean, you know, spring break of every year and hopefully this fall of every year, we do a water safety drown prevention week. It's called Swim for Jenny. And Jenny was a 12-year-old Homestead little girl that went off with her friends for a birthday party, and at 12, Jenny didn't know how to swim, and unfortunately, Jenny drowned. Mm. And so there's a group down in Homestead that put a volunteer group together to create this Jenny Foundation, and you know there's only so much capacity a, a small group of volunteers could do. So we found out about it. We said, hey, why don't you partner with the Y? We'll use Jenny as our visual so that we can be able to say, hey, this this is real. I mean, Jenny was a 12-year-old who lost her life, mm. and so we're going to create this. And it's free swim lessons for the week during spring break, and we'll do it again in the fall. But for anyone that wants to sign up, and we get blown away by the number of
1: kids who sign up. I have no doubt. But in the meantime, for summer, how can parents Get their children signed up or sign the entire family up for all of the benefits of the YMCA at any of the locations or in particular at this amazing new 65,000 square foot location (laughs) at the L.A. Lee YMCA, the Mizell Community Center. And anybody who's lived in South Florida for any amount of time knows the name Mizell. He was yep, an yep. amazing human being.
0: Well, you know, anybody that, first of all, you know, you can always go to our website, which is www.ymcasouthflorida.org. And we've got all kinds of things on our website from the locations that we have, the amenities at those locations, how to sign up and all of that. Um, stop by any Y and go in, check us out, ask the questions I mean, it's it's pretty simple. I mean, you can do it. You call us. We can route you to any direction you might need to go or answer any questions you might have. So there's no excuse. Okay. You can find us. And
1: you don't need to make an appointment to come by and get a tour?
0: Actually, I would strongly encourage. We got, we got an incredible team that are very welcoming. And when you come in, you're going to meet our, our group and you will see that the Y is kind of a wild and crazy, busy, busy place right now, you know, between like I said, adults and parents working out. You may see a silver sneakers class with our active older adults. You may see a Zumba. You may see yoga. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on. And our summer camp, our teen leadership and training programs going on. So Lots of fun things happening at the Y.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's comprehensive and it really is. You've got your own little city within a city. Um, <laughs> and I just think it sounds like a wonderful place for the family to spend time, whether it's in the summer or the fall or winter or spring. Yeah. Um, okay. so, and when again- you belong to one Y, you belong to them all. Can't beat that. YMCASouthFlorida.org nope. is the website, or you can just stop by the newest location, the LA Lee YMCA Mizell Community Center at 1409 Sistrunk Boulevard. And you do have locations throughout Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Cheryl Woods, you're going to have to come and join us again. You have so much great information, and it's just really a joy to talk to you. General Manager, wait a minute! President, CEO of the YMCA of South Florida. Thank you so much. for I your
0: time. can be anything you want me to be because I I am so in love with this organization, and I got to And I, and when I tell you, it's. It's an incredible, incredible from any program you can think of. Um, we're doing it right now. And we're probably one of the most innovative, creative uh, YMCAs in the United States right now doing some of the crazy work we're doing.
1: I'd like you to open up a residence so I can just live there. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Well, you never never know.
1: Okay, next step toward the future. But again, thank you so much. We will talk again. All right. Thank you. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. For our next segment of Community Focus, we're looking ahead to next week, a holiday weekend that culminates, of course, on Monday, July 4th with Independence Day celebrations. And Cox Media Group is so excited to be partnering with the city of Miami Beach for their annual Fire on the Fourth Festival. Joining us with all the details, the city's tourism and culture director. Lisette Garcia Arrogante. Thank you for being with us today, Lisette. Thank you for having me. I'm amazed that you have time with everything that's going on between now and next week. And this year's Fire on the 4th is returning to the North Beach Bandshell. Starts at noon. You've got entertainment for all ages all day. Can you give us a rundown of the schedule for the day?
2: Absolutely. We're so excited to welcome everyone back after a three-year hiatus. This year we're going to start with an invocation and a moment of silence led by Father Tim Carr from All Souls Episcopal Church here on Miami Beach and Rabbi Jory Lang of Temple Emmanuel on Miami Beach as well in remembrance of the Champlain Tower's collapse victims. Followed, we were going to have the national anthem sung by our local singer, Cammie Liz. And then the entertainment is going to kick off with performances with DJs and bands, including Bootleg and the Miami Beats. They're going to play through our fireworks display. And we're so excited that for the first time, we're going to have a drone show as part of the fireworks. year, Starting at nine o'clock. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's the first time ever for the city of Miami Beach. And then we have another new addition. We have beach skate. Uh, it's a roller skating rink party inside the Banshell, and that's being done by the Rhythm Foundation with the Banshell All Star DJs. That's from four to nine PM inside the Banshell, and skate rentals will be provided.
1: Do we have to dress like seventies and eighties for that? <laughs> no, but I'm sure it
2: doesn't hurt.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's going to be a blast. Oh my gosh. And I just, I want to thank you for doing the remembrance for the Surfside victims. Just this past week was the anniversary and, you know, particularly for everyone on Miami Beach, that was such a traumatizing event and it will really bring the community together to have that invocation. Now, with all of this that's going on, is there an admission fee? No, Fire
2: on the 4th is a free event for our residents and for our visitors to enjoy.
1: Okay, so we're going to be at the North Beach Shell. What about any kind of items that are prohibited from us to bring onto the beach?
2: Items that are not permissible are styrofoam, glass containers, and alcohol beverages. Also, the city wants to take this opportunity to encourage all of our attendees to do their part in recycling to make sure that we keep Miami Beach clean.
1: Okay. Now, I know there are going to be food trucks, right? So there will be food and there will be beverages available. It's not like uh, we we won't have to be out there for nine hours starving.
2: (laughs) No. So the great part of this event is that we close Ocean Terrace, which is right behind the North Beach Banshell. And we do have exciting activities from our Parks and Recs Department. We have food trucks. We're also going to have a photo op section with our vintage fire and police vehicles. They're from the 1930s and 40s. So it's a really fun event, but we will have food and we will have beverages available as well.
1: Oh, that's gonna be amazing. And fire people, firemen, men, fire women, firefighters. Yes.
2: Firefighters, our first responders, and our PD and fire team will be on staff next to their
1: vehicles. And you know, we always love to meet those in uniform and say hello to them and thank them for what they do for us, for the community. Um, and I don't know how far it goes back, but I just I have a thing for people in uniform. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and they keep and us safe. Yeah, it, they really do. And I know Miami Beach has a tremendous force. We worked with you guys for the veterans family picnic day and the parade with the Miami Beach Police Department. So you guys are wonderful all the way around. Now, with all of those first responders, we don't want them to have to work on 4th of July other than just standing there and taking pictures with us. So are there some safety guidelines that you can give us for this full day in the sun?
2: Yeah, well, we are in full summer swing, which means sunny skies, high temperatures. So we encourage all of our attendees to stay hydrated and wear sunscreen. Also, we're going to have this year our city's emergency management team. They're going to have a tent that's going to have information and tips on heat health awareness. So make sure you stay hydrated again. Make sure you wear your sunblock and just come enjoy the fun.
1: Okay, I'm going to add a cap to that. Keeping your head covered will help keep the sun off your face and sunscreen, definitely a big one and hydration. So everything you said, um, do you need with so many people coming and after a three year hiatus, I imagine that everyone in Miami Beach plus all of the surrounding areas will be there. You know, people are eager to get out and have fun post pandemic. Do you need volunteers to help throughout the day?
2: That's a really great question, but we are happy to provide this wonderful event for our residents again after a three-year hiatus. And all we ask is that they just come and enjoy the show.
1: I love it. Okay. Um, where can people get more information about Fire on the 4th?
2: Sure. You can visit www.miamibeachfl.gov forward slash events, where you can find further information on all our July 4th festivities.
1: Okay, perfect. We also have that on our websites, on our events listing. So either way, anything else? I mean, you're the Director of Culture and Tourism. Is there anything else you want us to know? Any future event dates that we should be reserving now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we have our free outdoor performing and visual arts program, Miami Beach On Stage, that kicks off July 8th and runs through September 30th. It's a summer event, it's in all of our public spaces in our parks where we invite our cultural presenters to present live performances and temporary art installations throughout the city. And it provides culturally diverse programming. As I mentioned, we have music, movies, dance, and all kinds of really fun performances that are free for our residents and visitors. You can visit mbartsandculture.org for more
1: information. mbartsandculture.org. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can answer this, but with summer being so finicky about the weather, are there guidelines as far as is it rain or shine or there are, are there circumstances where uh, you might say we're going to postpone this, you know, or we'll have to cancel due to weather?
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. When we do outdoor events, you know, the weather is our biggest challenge. So we make sure that we are monitoring it and we do have rain dates uh, for our events. So if you visit mbr uh, and click on Miami Beach on stage, you can see our schedule. And if there are any postponements or rescheduling times and dates, you'll be able to get the latest information there.
1: Okay. Any tips for parking for fire on the 4th? Uh, Tips for parking, I would say get there early. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We also have our shuttles and we
2: have our public transportation that there's a bus stop right in front of the Bancho on 73rd Street.
1: Okay, super. Um, This is just going to be an exciting day. And I know we're so happy to be out there with you and to be supporting this event. And I just look forward to, you know, partnering with the city of Miami Beach on an ongoing basis. So thank you for your time. Did I forget anything?
2: No, I just really want to thank you again. We really want all of our residents and visitors to join us for this July 4th Independence Day celebration for a safe, free, family-friendly event and to help us celebrate together another great year.
1: Amen to that. Lisette Garcia-Arrogante, thank you. Tourism and Culture Director for the City of Miami Beach. You're doing a tremendous job putting together all of these events, and we appreciate what you do for the community. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you so much. It's an honor, Ellen.
1: And that goes both ways, Liz said. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And again, we have so enjoyed all of the events we've done with the City of Miami Beach and look forward to more of them coming in the future. Thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's program or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen.jaffe, that's ja 2 f one e at cmg.com. Also remember, if you missed any part of the program, you can hear it again as often as you want. It will be posted as a podcast on our websites beginning tomorrow. Hope you have a safe and wonderful weekend and join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh,
2: oh.
0: Alrighty Auto Parts.